Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, Call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. Sometimes I don't like being right. Tonight is one of those times. Also, Republican convention still going really well. And finally, a black bear. You'll see. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right.
We call the show I'm Right, and obviously that's a play off of where I stand politically and the fact I'm horribly arrogant, but I've been right a lot, and I've been right a lot, and oftentimes when I am right about something, you know how obnoxious I can be about it. I come on the air, and I just brag and brag and brag, because I have no shame. I have no soul, really. It's no problem for me to do that. But this is actually one of those times I'm not happy to be right. Do you remember what I told you was going to happen as soon as these Black Lives Matter protests started out and started getting out of hand? Remember? Let me refresh your memory. What I told you was this. They're getting violent, more and more violent. They're getting more and more bold because of Democratic leadership and the media pouring gasoline on the fire and cheering them on. And the result of them getting more bold is going to be these riots, this looting, this murder, this madness, leaving the place it normally stays, American leftist cities, and leaving out to the, and going out to the suburbs. And I told you when it got out to the suburbs, these rioters were going to die. I didn't say that because I wanted that to happen. I didn't say it because I was cheering that on. I don't want anybody to die. I said it because I live in the suburbs. I know why people live in the suburbs. You see, me, for instance, let's talk about me as if that's not my favorite thing in the world. I love food. I love to go to a concert with some friends. I love to golf. I love to go to the movies. I love to experience all these things. Where's the best place in the world for me to experience things like that? Cities. Big cities. They have everything. If I lived in downtown Houston, I would have access to all these things five minutes from my home. The one reason I choose not to is safety. You move to the suburbs on purpose, and you move there for safety reasons. People are in the suburbs. They are armed. They are there because they want themselves and their families safe. Now you have these people sitting out here in the suburbs, and you have these violent scumbag rioters. The problem is the violent scumbag rioters, they're used to having a monopoly on force. They're used to having a monopoly on violence. They're used to pushing around a bunch of unarmed city people because the leftist cities don't let anybody have guns. They're used to the DA letting them get off, sometimes cops being forced to stand down. They're used to having a free reign, especially recently when Democratic mayors and governors worried about what, will, what it will look like on TV to have a bunch of armed cops in riot gear and batons bashing in the heads of Antifa guys and Black Lives Matter rioters. They're worried about the image that they've told cops to stand down. But what happened was just what I said was going to happen. They got a little too bold, a little too big for their britches, and they took that show to Kenosha, Washington, or to, to Kenosha, Kenosha, Wisconsin. I'll get this if you just give me like 20 more takes. And what did we get? Well, you and I woke up this morning, and there were three people shot, two people dead, only this time they aren't cops, they aren't business owners. They aren't those poor kids that seem to be getting shot all the time now. This time, three people shot, two dead, and they were rioters and protesters. Why? Because nobody listened. 
I told you, America is not Portland. America is not New York City. Those are parts of America. But people in rural America handle things differently. Keep your hands to yourself. Keep them off my property and off my family, and we won't have a problem. Do you know, while I live in the suburbs of Houston, I was here drowning like everybody else during Hurricane Harvey. You remember Hurricane Harvey? Terrible. Everybody underwater, flooded out, a total disaster. And what's that a recipe for? Looting, as happens every time there's a natural disaster like that. Guess what we didn't have any of here in Houston? Looting. Now, don't fool yourself and think, well, that's because those Texas people are so polite. Oh, please, we have more violent criminal scumbags in the Houston area than you can count. It has nothing to do with being polite. It has everything to do with, in this area, you get shot if you take someone else's stuff. I honestly don't care if that makes you uncomfortable. I'm telling you how it is. And for once, I'm trying to save lives. If you want to throw poop at each other all day long and do your violent little leftist scumbag street riding thing, fine. Take it back to New York City. You don't want to do it in rural America, or today will not be the last time somebody gets killed. We have some video of the two different shootings. I don't know details. You don't know details. All I've done is the same thing you've done by now and seen about 20 different internet angles of somebody in the dark on a cell phone camera. I don't know. One of the shootings took place at a car lot. There's a million different rumors about that, about what the guy who got shot was doing, what the shooter was doing. Another one, you can clearly see the guy, the shooter was running away. They run after him. They try to hit him. More shooting. You're going to see these things. Don't worry. It's not too violent. It's not too bad. You know, I warn you if, if I think the kiddos should maybe cover their eyes for a minute. But I do want you to see what happened. Here it is. That was one of the two. As you can see, we stopped the video. Even if you want to go see the full video again, just use some discretion. It's not terrible, but that is the exact moment somebody dies and someone else gets shot. I'm actually not taking a side. My side is this. I am 100% fine with armed citizens protecting what's theirs. That's my stance. As to the exact details of who did what and why, I'm not going to speak to that. I do know that this 17-year-old kid who was doing the shooting has already been arrested and charged with something that sounds like first-degree murder, intentional homicide. I'm not a lawyer. I don't pretend to know what that means. I don't know. You don't know. But I do know this. There's nothing more American than an armed militia. You know how I know that? Because it's written down in my constitution. Don't listen to anybody who tells you this should be a job for the cops. Okay, it can be a job for the cops. Cops weren't there. This ain't New York City. And let's not act like these scumbags haven't been assaulting and murdering people for months now. This is what happened to a 70-year-old man trying to protect his shop in this same town less than 48 hours later.
I did cut that one off because you didn't need to see the rest of that. And the rest of that consisted of scumbag looters standing over his body, mocking him. Don't tell me these are peaceful protesters just out there, you know, doing their political duty for the cause. These are violent scumbags. And being a violent scumbag is hazardous for your health sometimes. Now Jacob Blake is the black man who was the, the black man who was shot by police that kicked off all this stuff in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I keep trying to call it Washington. His mother came out and said, whoa, whoa, what are you doing, people? My family and I are very hurt. And quite frankly, disgusted. And as his mother Please don't burn up property and cause havoc and tear your own homes down in my son's name. You shouldn't do it. People shouldn't do it anyway. But to use my child or any other mother or father's child, our tragedy, to react in that manner is just not acceptable. Good for her. That has to be a mom who's hurting, has to be going through a million different emotions right now. That's pretty cool to step up and say something like that. Good for that lady. And the truth is this. The Democratic Party and the American media have been enjoying all this street violence. You can tell. Don't tell me you can't tell. You're reading the same headlines I'm, I'm reading. How many times have you read peaceful protests over the past couple months? They haven't been peaceful. People have been dying. It's been terrible. And look, these people hate America. Death to America, kill the police. This has been the rallying cry of the enforcement arm of the Democratic Party now for months. And now they're starting to change their tune. Today was the first time they're starting to change their tune. They're even speaking out against this video of Black Lives Matter surrounding some people eating dinner, minding their own business in Washington, D.C. See what I mean about how bold they've become? No justice, no peace, all those things as you surround some poor lady just sitting there minding her own business. Y'all have gotten way, way, way too big for your britches. You've gotten so used to existing in this college academia leftist nutball world, and you're starting to find out now what happens in the rest of America when you treat other human beings that way. 
keep your hands to yourself. That's a little PSA to everybody out there. And Democrats, they're waking up today because they have poll numbers. I have multiple people who have told me who would know Joe Biden is watching his poll numbers free fall because of this. Potential Democratic congressmen or current Democratic congressmen and senators are watching their poll numbers free fall because of this. Because Democrats are insane and had no idea as they watched this street violence that it would make them look bad. We had Joe Biden yesterday or the day before, I forget which, coming out talking about the cops need to be held accountable in Wisconsin. Before he knows any details, we still don't know details yet. Making himself the face of the anti-cop rioting. That is a recipe to get swept in November badly. And they know it now. It's going to be interesting over the next few days. We'll cover all of it while they try to walk all their rhetoric back. Well, I mean, I've, I guess cops aren't that bad. That'll be entertaining. All of that may have made you uncomfortable but I'm right. Now you know what makes me comfortable? Going to bed at night, because now I sleep. I never used to. I went through the same thing you go through. I lay down at night and I can't stop my racing thoughts. I'm thinking about the show I had that day, wife, kids, country, the show I'm gonna have the next day. It doesn't have to be bad thoughts. I just, my mind won't stop. Ebb sleep actually goes after the root of the problem. They calm down the racing thoughts, not with sleeping pills or a pillow. They calm down the racing thoughts with a wearable device that applies precise, continuous cooling to your forehead, putting you asleep faster and keeping you asleep. Go to tryeb.com slash jesse. That's tryeb.com slash jesse. Don't forget to use the promo code jesse. Save yourself 25 bucks. We'll be back. Donald Trump, he's all over this law and order stuff, going to find himself president again for four years. He has something to say about what's going on right now in Kenosha, Wisconsin. We will not stand for looting, arson, violence, and lawlessness on American streets. My team just got off the phone with Governor Evers, or Evers, I don't know, I don't do research, who agreed to accept federal assistance. Portland should do the same today. I will be sending federal law enforcement and the National Guard to Kenosha, Wisconsin to restore law and order, and that is how it is done, period. You restore law and order. Should have been done a long time ago, but these governors and these mayors didn't allow Trump to send people in, and now, look at the momentum they've built up. Don't think, don't think this is going to be easy either. Let me, before I get into everything else, let me caution you. He's sending in federal law enforcement. He's sending in the National Guard. Don't fool yourself into thinking they're just going to walk on the street and all these violent scumbags are just going to go, oh, well, and go back home. There's a good chance we're covering some ugly video tomorrow night, the night after, when you want to stop violent street people. It takes violence sometimes. I hope there's none. I hope nobody gets hurt. I definitely hope nobody gets killed, but get ready. You want to put down a mob? Sometimes you got to break some eggs. Get ready. Do not weaken when that happens. All right, let's do a little RNC thing. Pam Bondi bringing it last night. 
At the Democrats' convention, we were told to look at Joe Biden as the model of integrity. But when you look at his 47-year career in politics, the people who benefited are his family members, not the American people. Damn Bondi. Anyway, sorry. That's right. That's, what did she say again? I'm kidding. I'm quit. I'm kidding. But she's right about that. Joe Biden. Joe Biden has still never answered the Ukraine question, and that's the small question. You remember Ukraine when Joe Biden was Barack Obama's vice president and Hunter Biden, despite not having any qualifications that would warrant that position at all, gets hired by an energy company for $50,000 a month to sit on the board? really ugly and they never answered that question at all in fact all joe biden did was time after time after time he'd do this weird thing when he was asked about saying well who said he did anything wrong nobody said he did anything wrong it was the oddest it was the oddest thing i've ever seen in my entire life and everyone's looking around thinking joe everybody said he did did something wrong nobody said that (laughs) and and that's the small one the big one is a trip to china An over $1 billion deal struck in China with Joe, with Hunter. Joe Biden still should have to answer these questions. Not that I think he's going to have to, because we have no media in this country. But Joe Biden should have to answer these questions. And, if I may, allow me to pay a big old fat compliment to President Donald Trump. Joe Biden is not going to have to answer these questions to a reporter Joe Biden's going to have to answer these questions to Donald Trump. You know Donald Trump has a list of things he's going to bring up when they debate that Joe Biden has been able to avoid. And that is a big part of why Democrats hate Trump, because nothing is off limits for him. Nothing. Now, don't get me wrong. That can come back to bite him sometimes, obviously, when there is no quarter ever for anything. When Trump will just attack at a moment's notice, you never know. That, that, that line he gave about John McCain, and he says, I like people who weren't captured. Trump's most hardcore supporters have told me, yeah, I cringe. That, that, that's not good. But that's Donald Trump. He's the junkyard dog. He's going to bite everyone. You get mad as can be when he bites the mailman. When he saves your kid's life by ripping some robber's face off, you love the junkyard dog. Joe Biden is going to have to answer these questions because Donald Trump is going to bring them up with America watching the debate. That's real. It's going to be awesome. Mike Pompeo had this to say. President Trump understands what my great fellow Kansan President Eisenhower said. For all that we cherish and justly desire for ourselves or for our children, the securing of peace is the first requisite. Indeed, the primary constitutional function of the national government is ensuring that your family and mine are safe and enjoy the freedom to live, to work, to learn, and to worship as they choose. Delivering on this duty to keep us safe and our freedoms intact, this president has led bold initiatives in nearly every corner of the world. I gotta be honest, all I could think when I watched that video was how cool it would be to be Secretary of State. You just fly all over the world with that luxury air travel. They treat these guys like royalty. You have all that protection. And you feel like a big shot rolling into these palaces and talking to kings and dictators and things like that. That would be awesome. I want to be Secretary of State. You think I could be Secretary of State, Mitchell? 
Not that good, right? How hard can it be? <laughs> anyway, continuing on. Rand Paul has a vision, and I will tell you, I have liked Donald Trump's foreign policy a lot. Why? Because he's the most non-interventionist Republican we've had in quite some time. Here's what Rand Paul had to say. I fear Biden will choose war again. He supported the war in Serbia, Syria, Libya. Joe Biden will continue to spill our blood and treasure. President Trump will bring our heroes home. If you hate war like I hate war, if you want us to quit sending $50 billion every year to Afghanistan to build their roads and bridges instead of building them here at home, you need to support President Trump for another term. That's a dang good message. Me message. That's a dang good message. I think that message resonates with people. I think the days of go everywhere all the time, I think those days are gone. And you know what? Good freaking riddance to them. All right. You know we have a hurricane coming here in Houston, Texas. You know there's always another tornado coming, earthquake, whatever the case may be, violent rioters. Do you think it might be a good idea to get yourself a storm shelter, maybe a walk-in vault, maybe just a vault door? Shoot, a gun safe. Get a gun safe. Go to Vault Pro USA and get a gun safe. You need to lock up your belongings and not only your guns, not only your jewelry, you need to lock up the belongings you can't replace if your house catches on fire. There are fires all across the country right now. Can you replace that childhood scrapbook, the baby pictures? Can you replace grandpa's World War II medal you got laying around the house? Insurance can't give you that back. Get it locked up in an American-made Vault Pro USA safe. Go to vaultprousa.com slash jesse. That's vaultprousa.com slash jesse. Don't forget to use the promo code TV and save yourself some money. We'll be back. Joining me now, BearingArms.com and owner of the second greatest beard in America, Cam Edwards. Cam, a lot of people on the right today are having to answer the question just how comfortable they are having an actual militia. Everybody likes to talk about militia until they say militias doing militia things. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, my thought is that uh, second best beard, really? Second? I don't think so. Uh, as for the militia itself, Jesse, let me know when the, the beard actually gets down to, like, you know, collar level for you, all right? You've got a way to go. Uh, look, when, when, it, when it comes to the, the militia uh, that we have here in the United States, let's, let's talk, first of all, about what the militia is, right? So the militia is simply the people, the body of the people trained to arms. That, that is the unorganized militia, and that is the militia that exists today. Uh, the quote-unquote organized militia uh, was established as a National Guard back in the early days of the 20th century, but we do still possess the unorganized militia, and it is you and me and every other American, law-abiding gun owners, uh, exercising our Second Amendment rights. So, you know, when the unorganized militia shows up in cities like Portland uh, or Kenosha or, uh, you know, n n name it, uh, to protect these businesses, to protect their homes, to protect their families and the people that they love. These are simply Americans who are exercising their Second Amendment rights. 
agreed. I agree. And and I don't actually want to speak specifically about the Kenosha shooting because I've only seen the videos that you've seen so far. I don't understand exactly what went down, so I'm not speaking to that. But I do want people to understand that is American, one, to have a militia, and two, do you think we're going to take on these leftists with no casualties? I mean, I don't want there to be any casualties. I don't want anybody hurt. I don't want anybody killed. But that is the nature of taking on violence. These are violent protesters. They've been committing acts of violence for months. You're not going to stop them without some sort of violence. I don't think that should be that controversial. You know, listen, I'm with you. I don't want to see any of this. I don't want to see buildings burned. I don't want to see diners uh, you know, uh, uh, harassed and uh, told that they must raise a fist to comply. Uh, I certainly don't want to see people shot. Uh, I, I don't think any American really wants to see that unless you're one of those Americans who really does believe that these efforts are going to kick off a revolution uh, and you're going to build on the ashes. You know, again, this is not a good thing. And this is something you and I, Jesse, have been talking about for some time. I, I remember probably a year or so ago, you and I having this conversation about, look, we don't want to see uh, this country go in the direction that we're going, but we're going there. Uh, and it doesn't seem like uh, too many folks in charge really want that to stop. What's fascinating to me is that Democrats today seem to have realized, uh-oh, this isn't going well for us. And it's not because of public safety. It's not that all of a sudden Kate Brown in Oregon decided, you know what, these poor business owners, they really are having their livelihoods destroyed. No, they're seeing the poll numbers. They care about how this is affecting Joe Biden's campaign chances, not about how this is impacting American citizens who have lost their livelihoods, who are watching their businesses go up in smoke, who are seeing you know, their friends or family members beaten because they disagree with a political position. That, I think, is the, the saddest part about all of this, is that, yeah, we might be starting to see some Democrat politicians do the right thing, but they're doing it for the wrong reasons. They are doing it for the wrong reasons. You nailed that. And my question, Cam, and I, look, I, I should stop trying to assign some level of logic to the left because they don't have any, is how could they be so stupid? They didn't see this coming when they've been pouring gasoline on this fire for months, do all, all, all but cheering on these people as they loot and riot and burn and murder. Did they genuinely think that was going to be a popular message with the American people? I think they did, and I think it's the bubble that they live in because they don't talk to people like yeah. you and I, Jesse. In fact, they think that people like you and I are not worth talking to, right? So they're listening to Trevor Noah. They're listening to Chris Cuomo. They're listening to Don Lemon. They're listening to their sycophantic supporters, uh, and, and they're seeing these crowds in places like Washington, D.C. and New York City, you know, maybe two, three, five thousand 5,000 people, and they're thinking, wow, that's amazing. Okay, we've, we've got this on our side. This is going to benefit us. They're not hearing all of those voices who aren't going out to protest, who are simply trying to live our lives. We're trying to go to work. We're trying to raise our families. Uh, we're trying to make sure that the economy doesn't crater on us and we don't lose our homes. We don't lose the things that we love. You know, again, we've been forgotten by those Democrats and they've been paying far too much attention to the loudest voices out there, even when those loud voices say, burn it down. Cam, I think our side to that point makes a huge, huge mistake when we are constantly dismissive of leftist threats and things leftists say about things they want and things they're going to do. I, I, I see this so often. Leftists will say something insane, like defund the police. And you and I, or maybe not us specifically, as, as normal thinking people will be all, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure they don't mean that. Yes, they do. 
We have to start believing these people when they say what they want to do because they continually do it out there. Absolutely. Listen, I, I, I don't. I don't think that uh, these agitators are are liars. I think that they are. Um, I think they're rather delusional in their thinking. But I, I, again, when they say they want to defund the police, when they say they want to destroy capitalism uh, and build some sort of new society on the ashes, I take them at their word. Again, I think it's a horrible idea. I think it's going to end badly uh, for everybody involved if they actually get their way. But I believe them when they say that that's what they want to do. And you're right. The right and even the middle, listen, anybody but the hard left has to start taking those voices seriously and then addressing what they're saying seriously. Cam, the convention. Now, I understand the convention is a lot of people on the right talking to other people on the right. I've never taken much stock in Democrat conventions or Republican conventions. I think you get some 30,000-foot things from it, and that's about all you get. However, I do think this has been a great contrast because it's American flags everywhere. It's pro-cop, pro-military. It's pro-everything that both parties used to agree on, and I think it's creating a nice contrast. I think you're right, and I think probably the, the biggest way we know that it's creating this contrast is the Democrats are freaking out, right? Yeah. Last week, it was, oh, this is going to be great. Can't wait for the RNC. Oh, my gosh, it's going to be uh, just an absolute mm, show. Uh, this week, they're not doing that. You know, this week, again, Don Lemons, he's a little concerned about what the focus groups are saying. This week, uh, you're starting to see Democrats embrace the flag rather than set fire to it. Uh, and, and I think that that contrast that has been on display between last week and this week, I think it's going to continue. Uh, and frankly, you know, look, when, when, when Donald Trump can get the left to be angry about a presidential pardon for a bank ro a robber who's changed their life, who's turned their life around and is now a productive member of society, when, when Trump can make them incensed about that pardon, you know that they've lost the narrative. And Donald Trump, frankly, is playing them for the fools that they are. How'd they lose the narrative? Is it just what you were talking about earlier? Is it just the bubble thing? They have all the media, they have all the schools, they have the Hollywood, so they all day long they just spend them, they spend their time talking to other people who agree with them. Yeah, I, I, I listen, I really think that's a big part of it. Because look, no matter how conservative you and I might be, there's no way for us to avoid the left. I mean, unless, you know, look, I live in the middle of nowhere and I still am inundated every day with leftist points of view. That's fine. I can handle people who disagree with me and who feel different than me. I'm not going to freak out about it. They, on the other hand, can live their entire life ensconced in this little bubble where the only people they talk to and the only people they hear from are the people that they agree with 98% of the time, which is why I think you're now starting to see people on the left get so angry when somebody disagrees with them 2% of the time, right? I mean, that, that woman in Washington, D.C. who refused to raise her fist she had gone out and marched with Black Lives Matter. She had gone out, she was on their side, but she said, I didn't feel comfortable raising my fist because I was compelled to do so, because I was told to do so. And that simple act of defiance from somebody who was an ally was enough to turn that mob against her. I mean, that is how thick the bubble that they live in and how impenetrable that bubble really is. And I think now they're starting to realize, uh-oh, we've been talking to the wrong people or at least not enough people. Uh, I, the thing is, they're just saying, I don't know that it's going to change any minds for them. I think that they're kind of locked into their position right now. I don't think that they want to change. I still think that they view Americans who disagree with them with contempt. Uh, and they don't want, look, they, they may want our vote, 
but they certainly don't want our opinion. They don't want our point of view. Cam Edwards, BearingArms.com. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. Always a pleasure, Jesse. I have been the veteran back from combat, got out of the Marine Corps shortly after I got back from Iraq, sitting there in the dark when I get off work, go home, close all the blinds, turn out the lights, and sit there by myself in the dark. I've been the veteran that reached for one too many beers while I'm going through that, and I am not alone. Veterans are, acro are all across the United States of America. They are hurting. You hurt for a while when you get back. It takes time. And sometimes you need counseling to get over that. Sometimes you need help when it comes to alcohol abuse, drug abuse. Our veterans need it. And Warriors Heart Foundation, they're providing it. And I don't mean providing it by a quick phone call. I'm talking about putting people up in a 40-bed facility on a gigantic 500-plus acre ranch getting these guys peer-to-peer -peer counseling so they can talk to somebody who actually understands them. 60-day programs. This place is phenomenal. And it's a 501c3. Give. Give to these guys. And veterans, before I forget, if you're hurting, or if you're the spouse or friend or any relative of somebody who's hurting, they have a 24-hour hotline somebody will answer that phone call not five minutes from now right now miss the rest of my show if you have to call go to 866-950-0636 866-950-0636 and go to warriorsheart.com slash the first that's warriorsheart.com slash the first we'll be back Every single election cycle, there's some congressional candidate that just becomes the rock star. Nobody can put, uh, you know, nobody can knows who it's going to be beforehand, but they start running and everybody starts looking around thinking, oh, oh, this person's going to be something special. And Kim Klasick joins us now. She's running for the 7th District, Baltimore. Kim, thank you for coming on the show tonight. What has it been like to go from where you were to the rock star of the GOP right now. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. So I don't look at myself as a rock star, obviously, um, but I do thank everybody for their support when it comes to my campaign ad. Um, I, I was shocked that it even went viral. You know, it happened literally overnight. And I think uh, it did because it was just really the truth and it was so accurate. And sometimes it's in the storytelling, so I can't take full credit for it. Benny Johnson at Arsenal, you know, they directed it. Uh, they edited it. It came out perfectly. Um, but it is the truth in Baltimore. You know, we're dealing with a lot of crime, violence. The homicide rate is five times the national average. I mean, there's a lot going on uh, that needs to be fixed within the greater Baltimore area. And I hope I'm, I'm chosen to do it. There is a lot going on, and, and unlike a lot of people, I actually don't look at the violence and the trouble in American cities and just think, ah, screw them, it's the cities. I love America's cities. I have been in Baltimore Harbor getting fat off crab before, and I thought it was wonderful, and it's a total disaster now. What happened? 
Yeah, so, you know, the Democrats have been in charge of Baltimore for 53 years now. And, you know, this is a very complicated issue because you've got so many uh, pieces here that has made it the disaster it is today. You've got one party rule for over 50 years, right? So we've got lots of corruption. Uh, just last year, our mayor was indicted for pay to play. Um, and then you also have, um, you know, just people that are, I think, are incompetent in office that have just worked their way up um, within this a corrupt uh, Democratic leadership already in place. And so you've got people that have been in office for over 10 years still doing the same old thing. Uh, we've got crime and violence through the roof, but then our city council is focused on banning plastic bags and removing Confederate statues, which has nothing to do with bettering the quality of life uh, within the Baltimore area. So, you know, we were once a manufacturing powerhouse, you know, back in the 50s and the 60s. Those jobs, unfortunately, went away as we saw the tech boom and everything coming around. Um, but our leaders didn't do anything to bring more jobs to the area. You know, they're almost like anti-business. And so that's the first part of it. The second part would be um, really investing in our students' education. You know, school choice is something that I think uh, a lot of Baltimoreans would benefit from. Um, I've been talking about it to uh, the people that we meet on the streets as we go door to door trying to persuade voters. Um, and hopefully, you know, they'll come around and think about it. You know, it's a plus 26 Democratic district, so it's an uphill climb. But um, because this ad has gone viral and because of people like yourself has been giving us a, a platform to talk about what we want to do, uh, I think we're going to make some serious changes. What are people saying to you door to door? I've knocked on doors as a candidate before, and it, it can be difficult sometimes when you think they're going to agree with you. You know it's a registered Republican. It'll be fine. You're having to knock on different doors than that. What are they saying to you? Yeah, so, and this is kind of what I had in my RNC speech, you know. Um, as a Republican, you go up and you say, hey, you know what? You've been voting for a Democrat for over 50 years. How do I get your vote? How do you vote for a Republican and trust that I'll do the job? And many people will tell me, you know, you're the first Republican I've ever met. And that's another issue that we have. You know, the GOP has got to stop writing off these inner cities and sending people in to offer real results. You know, let them know that there are options. And so that's really another hurdle that we're trying to get over here is the fact that people don't understand where Republicans stand uh, and they don't understand the conservative values. So we're, you know, giving information while trying to get the vote at the same time. Well, I understand it's obviously heavily Democratic, like every major U.S. city is. What kind of Democrats are they, Kim? And this is the reason I ask. I feel like there's this huge divide in the Democratic Party we don't talk about enough. There's the far-left nutballs you see right now, burning and looting and, you know, Green New Deal stuff. And then there's a more, honestly, Bill Clinton-era Democrats, JFK-era Democrats, pro-union, good for jobs. What kind of Democrats are you running into? Yeah, and so this is what's so great about my race. I'm running uh, in an area where it's more moderate Democrats. You know, people that live in Baltimore, they don't really care about climate change when they've got over 300 homicides uh, per year. You know, there's not a lot of people really complaining about whether or not we have Confederate monuments when they're dealing with over 400 carjackings each year, when they're dealing with walking out their door and, and having to be, you know, trying to dodge strange bullets, you know? When you go in these neighborhoods, you even talk about coronavirus pandemic, you're like, coronavirus? You know, you have a, a better chance of getting shot in the inner city than contracting the coronavirus. So, you know, I think we're moderate Democrats here in the Baltimore area. Um, and so, you know, for us, that's a good thing, right? Because I'm more of a moderate Republican. Uh, so hopefully we can see eye to eye at some things. Where do they stand on police? And this is the reason I ask. 
I know a bunch of people from the cities just because I spend a lot of time in the cities and I love them. I don't find this anti-cop rhetoric everywhere I go. I find a lot of them to be very, very pro-police, except it's always the anti-cop people out there on the TV. It's really the people in the bad neighborhoods who get screwed when the cops aren't around anymore. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, in Baltimore, especially in my campaign ad, I tried to show that we went out and we did the man on the streets interview type style. We were asking people, do you want to defund the police? And we didn't meet anyone that wanted to defund the police. Um, you know, if we're talking on the national level about having more training for police officers, that actually takes more funding. So the conversation itself doesn't make sense to me. You know, if we want police reform, we need to get them, you know, real training. I want state-of-the-art good stuff, you know? So that's gonna take more money. Right now we're down police officers in the Baltimore area. Um, and some people are saying we need more cops on the streets patrolling. Um, so I haven't met anyone yet that wants to defund the police. Kim Klasik, tell people how, how they can support you. Thank you, it's KimKForCongress.com. You can follow me on Twitter, KimKBaltimore. Go to uh, Instagram, Facebook, it's Kimberly Klasik. Uh, and I appreciate the, the opportunity today. Go get them. Thanks. Now, let me tell you about something that matters to me. And I have to be honest, full disclosure, it didn't always. When I used to be told 10 years ago, 15 years ago, oh, you should buy Made in America. Made in America matters. Maybe I was just young and immature. Now I'm older and immature. But I would blow it off. Well, who cares? Who cares where it's made? I'm going to buy wherever it's cheap. That's wrong. That is wrong. Look at what we've done. Well, I know I've contributed to it. Funding China. Funding people around the world, not just China, who hate us. American-made means something to me. So Atlantic Flag and Pole, their aluminum is American-made. On top of the fact it's easy to install, on top of the fact it has a swivel design so your flag won't do that annoying thing where it wraps all up around the pool, the most important thing to me, and I know it's important to them because they're a family business full of patriots, the most important thing to me is that these are made in America. Go get yourself one now. Go to AtlanticFlagPole.com. That's AtlanticFlagPole.com. Use the code JESSE. Save yourself 10%. Let's get an American-made flagpole in every yard. We'll be back. I like animals. Actually, that's not totally true. I'm not a big pet guy. Don't, don't throw things at the TV. I can, see, I can see how you're looking right now. I'm just not a pet guy. You have to have a, an ability to have an emotional connection with something to be a pet guy. And you know I lack that ability. I'm a sociopath. But I like wild animals, and I like when they do cool stuff. Check out this black bear. Don't, don't go the Mercedes. Oh, can hardly blame the bear for running away. If I was a dude in the house and a lady was yelling like that repeatedly, I'd be running right beside the bear. Let's get out of here, pal. All right. See you tomorrow.
you know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet, maybe they're animal smells, maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two, be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.